Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Tommy is about some books. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I, I'm in fine voice today. I did until I felt the room filled with that energy. I didn't realize. My well, name is Justin McElroy. Do you want to finish the intro there? Uh, I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy, and I'm Sydney McElroy. I'm sorry, and I'm Sydney McElroy. That's good. That's is a that good better? instrument. Is that what I should? It's a good instrument. Do you like that better? Okay. You know what? I'm surprised I'm in such good voice today because I'm in pretty dire straits. My lips are chapped. Oh, no. Your lips are chapped. Mr. Frost is coming around, and that can only mean one thing. Santa's on his way, but also my lips are chapped. Well, thank you for doing the show anyway. I mean, a, mm-hmm. a, a star of such caliber, I would assume, wouldn't you know be willing to perform unless he was in tip-top shape. So, Sydney, people rely on this. And the least I could do is push through this incredible do, pain. Do we not have an intern or someone to bring us some... Kevin! Some chapstick. Kevin! Some lip balm. Something. Some Vaseline, perhaps? Uh, Vaseline. That would work, yeah. Chapstick or Vaseline, whatever. Whatever. Okay. Well, what is Vaseline? It, it seems, I think that Vaseline is a little goopy for my purposes. Vaseline is goopy? For my purposes. Do, well, do you want to know more about Vaseline? Uh, yeah, obviously. I'm pretty in the dark about it. That's good. I have a lot of information about Vaseline I'd like just to share with you Just at your fingertips? That's strange. Yeah, I just, I know a lot about Vaseline. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't ask too many questions. I know a lot about Vaseline. Okay, fine. Well, I'll listen to you talk about Vaseline then. <laughs> uh, thank you, Bridget, for suggesting this topic of Vaseline. Uh, on Facebook, I saw it and I screenshotted it and said, this is great. Don't forget. Don't forget Bridget. She suggested this and it was a great idea. Um, because I want to tell you the story of the guy who invented Vaseline. All right. Mr. Vaseline, his no. name was. Nope, that's not his name. Definitely not. He's a, he was a chemist, and he was named Robert Cheesebrow. Chessbrow. Do you want to say Cheesebrow? Let's say Cheesebrow. That's Chess funnier. Cheesebrow. Cheesebrow. Rob. Rob invented Vaseline. He was born in London. He was raised in New York City, and... He was originally working on refining kerosene from the oil of sperm whales. Weird. Okay. Yes. That was his original kind of goal as a chemist. And then kind of petroleum came along and it was taking over that corner of the market. And he was interested in what other things you could do with petroleum. And so in 1859, at the age of 22, he visited an oil field in Titusville, Pennsylvania. And while he was there, observing and discussing with the various oil guys and the gals. Oil, the oil fellas. The oil folks. Yep. <laughs> the, the oil people. The oil people. Drillers. 
I don't know. That's fine. That's Whatever. Good. The That's oil good. workers. He learned about rod wax. Hello, <laughs> I'm Rod Wax. <laughs> Welcome to the Texaco Suspense Hour. Stay tuned. That sounds like an adult film star. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like an adult film tool. <laughs> Either way. This is not going to be that kind of episode. Don't make it that kind of episode. Uh, rod wax was the stuff that accumulated. <laughs> I know, listen, <laughs> I was a 13-year-old boy. You do not need to tell me what rod wax is. <laughs> uh, it, it was the stuff that accumulated on the pumps, the oil pumps over time, and would make them not work as well. And so that it would have to be removed. It was this like thick... I think, like, originally, like, black, gunky kind of stuff. And uh, they were talking about for, from a worker, from a working perspective, it was a bad thing, right? Because it, you had to clean it off and it slowed production down. Mm-hmm. But the the actual oil drillers really liked it because they said that the stuff was really good to put on, like, minor cuts or burns or abrasions. Mm-hmm. It would help heal their hands faster or whatever on their skin, but mainly their hands that would often get kind of banged up. Yeah. In production. And he was intrigued by this substance and thought maybe there's something I could do to make it look better and cleaner and sell it to people for this sort of medical purpose. So he took it back to his lab and refined it down to distilled it down to what we know as petroleum jelly. What is with like, I guess there has to be one. There always has to be one person who's willing to just like give stuff a shot. But what on earth would compel you to get a minor burn or cut and you're like, well, I got to put something on it. Maybe the goop I scooped off the rot. Like, what is wrong with people? I have to assume it was an accident that they were cleaning it off, you know, the, the equipment and it got on their hands and their hand, somebody's hand was already cut or burnt. Yeah. And I then. Mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And then they thought, oh, that seemed to make it feel better better? something i don't know who knows it took him about 10 years to really get the product that he was looking for Mm -hmm. so i mean he really put a lot of work into this and in the process he did a ton of self-testing he as in like he cut himself and he burned himself and injured himself in myriad ways and then smeared various iterations of his product on it wild and and eventually what came out was what he called wonder jelly (laughs) This is just full of this episode. Full of is just great, full of them. great terms. Uh, it was not immediately clear to everyone what it was for, even though he said, "Like, look, I cut myself and I burned myself and I put Wonder Jelly on it and it worked great." And he went around shopping it to like pharmacies and drugstores and druggists and saying, "You should stock this on your shelves and sell it to people for their, you know, wounds." And nobody was buying it. Well, yeah, because it's like bizarre. You can't just call it Wonder Jelly and. Although, I guess a lot of patent medicine people did crap like that. Back then, this was pretty common. Yeah. But what do you do if your patent medicine just can't, it can't get legs, and you need to get it out there to the people? Uh, Take it on tour? Take it on tour. Okay. So, in a a medicine show of sorts, I mean, that's the closest thing you could say. It was his own private one-man medicine show. Yeah. He started touring the country. His one-man medicine show. I think that's a thing. (laughs) He started touring the country. Uh, demonstrating to crowds his wonder jelly. And what he would do is he would burn himself 
or cut himself, use like open flames or acid or whatever, something very dramatic, and then apply this stuff all over it. Now, obviously, it wasn't healing before their eyes in public, but he would say, oh, I feel so much better. And also look at all these other scars I have from past wounds, magically healed by Wonder Jelly. The key to this is that at the end of his presentation, he gave out lots of free samples. That's, yeah, that's good. Everybody took home their free samples. He, he would also specifically target doctors in, in like smaller rural communities. Sure. And then housewives, because back then a lot of, you know, kind of first aid and basic medical care was being provide, provided by women who ran households. Sure. So, so moms or, or whoever. So he would give out these free samples. It caught on. They liked using it. People enjoyed it. So then they would go to the pharmacies and say, hey, I want more of that Wonder Jelly, forcing the pharmacists to... Hear people say that out loud. <laughs> poor, poor guys. And then contact Rob and say, hey, I, I guess I am going to have to buy some of your Wonder Jelly because all the people are asking for it and You're I don't have any, it. so get it to me. Uh, at this point, he realized he had he had something on his hands, so he patented the process, and he opened his first factory in 1870, and this is when we first hear the term Vaseline. Oh, where'd that come from? This comes from the German word Wasser for water, and the Greek word for olive oil, oleon. Okay. Was so like wa water Wasalian oil. Vaseline. Oil water. Oil and water, yeah. yeah. Which aren't supposed to, to mix, mix but this time they do that's what makes it wonderful jelly <laughs> it's great because in his patent he says like the first line is like i robert cheesebrow have invented a new and useful product from petroleum which i have named vaseline that's that's good you gotta market yourself you gotta, yes, good like branding that. uh by 1874 he was selling 1400 jars a day dang that's a lot of vaseline and he founded the Cheese Brown Manufacturing Company in 1875. It won all kinds of like scientific awards throughout the 1870s. And it was finally even endorsed by The Lancet, which was a medical journal, mm -hmm. but still around today, been around a long time, uh, in 1876. Um, now, it came in three different colors, and depending on the color, there were, it was like a different line of products. Okay. So, and it was based on how refined it was. The more he distilled it, the more refined the product was, the, um, the lighter it appeared. Oh, okay. So, Got like, it. the stuff that wasn't as refined would be, like, red. And then as he would distill it down more, it would look more, like, blondish, yellowish, and then the most refined stuff looked kind of whitish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the white stuff he was advising for more like medical uses because it was supposed to be the cleanest product, um, for hair, for skin, uh, different kinds of, um, cosmetic looks, uses. And then for medical stuff, the red stuff was for veterinary use and leather care, uh, medicinal products that were derived from Vaseline and sold by the company were things like Vaseline oil. There was camphorated Vaseline, which was for rheumatism. Mm-hmm. There was Vaseline serrate and Vaseline confections. Ooh, delicious. Which, yeah, which were for all different kinds of throat and lung problems. There was a capsicum Vaseline that you were supposed to apply to your skin uh, for like a sore throat or a, a chest cold, like someone would have a mustard plaster. Okay. Except it didn't, you know, mustard plasters would blister the skin when they use them. Vaseline would not. Okay. Uh, there was a carbolated Vaseline that they sold uh, to um, to use for dressings, wound dressings, to try to, like, kill bacteria. Well, they didn't know that. But, you know, keep things clean. 
um, mentholated Vaseline, which you could use for headaches or nerve pain. Uh, you could use white Vaseline for colds and sore throats. And this was actually recommended to take internally. Oh, gross. Yeah, you ate spoonfuls of Vaseline. Oh, no. Uh, and they advertise that children take it more readily than other medicines. Ew, dirty children. Weird <laughs> children. I don't know where those kids were who were like, Mommy. Mommy? Can I have some more Vaseline, please? Please, Mommy. Like, but like back then, that was probably like cotton candy to them because everything sucked. <laughs> like they didn't know what good things were. You know so what they I mean? Ate back Vaseline? Then, so they ate Vaseline. Cause like, I guess this is candy because they didn't know anything. Is this good? Is this good? We eat whorehound. Whorehound <laughs> or this? Like, I guess the, in comparison, it's not that bad. My mom loves whorehound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go on. Uh, there was Vaseline camphor ice, which was great for chapped hands and chapped lips. This is like a lot of brand diversification. I mm-hmm. tend to think of that as like a more modern thing. Like, but this is like the Gatorade of its time. <laughs> There's a lot of like, this is uh, Vaseline Bitter Mountain Rush. There really was. There was a lip ice specifically for lips in addition to the camphor ice, which you could use on hands or lips. Um, and then there was one borated petroleum jelly, which you were supposed to put on your baby's eyes. Why? Just to soothe them if they get irritated. I, that. It, they were all just different forms. And right now, please keep in mind, I am just telling you about the medical uses. I could read you equally long lists of cosmetic products, of various like cleaning things, lubricate, lubricants for like you know, your machines, like mechanical uses. I mean, there were endless uses for Vaseline. These mm-hmm. are just some of the medical applications. That's why, that's a, that's a, I can see why it caught on so hard. Yes, it was everywhere. So, but you said you were going to tell me about the guy who made it. So I want to hear more about him. Okay. Well, there's a little more to his story, but before we get to that, why don't we go to the billing department? Let's go. Podcasts. 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 <laughs> They're audio programs that tell smart stories in innovative ways using editing techniques like, like this. this. Like this. Like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's face it, all that smart stuff can be exhausting. That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in. It's so stupid. It's just two stupid dinguses being dumb idiot jerks for 90 minutes. Stop podcasting yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes. Or MaximumFun.org. So Vaseline fever was was sweeping the, the nation. That's right. Because of how many different products were being marketed and, and how many different uses you know there were for Vaseline in its various forms, everybody was buying it. So it became the standard for diaper rash, for instance. It was every nursery was going to have a tub of Vaseline to you know, smear on their little baby, little baby bottoms. Um, they used it, of course, for dry chap skin. So everybody would have a tub in the winter for their lips, for their hands, um, anything, anything that, that you can think of people were using Vaseline for. In, in addition to that, it was widely used in the cosmetic industry. As I alluded to, not just the medical industry was, was wild about Vaseline. So it was commonly used for like hair tonic, uh, pomade, if you wanted to, you know, give your hair like a swoopy do. Yeah, like kind of a swoopy do. Kind of a swoopy do. Kind of that cool spit curl look. Exactly. Use Vaseline. Mm-hmm. Or you uh, want to look like a total creep, you could just use a lot of it. Just use a lot of Vaseline. It's exactly, it's like indirectly proportionate to 
No, directly proportionate to how much you want to look like a creep is how much Vaseline you put you in. You want to look like a slick guy. Like a slick, smooth like operator. Zootsu riot. <laughs> Use Vaseline. Uh, it was used for even hair coloring. Like they would put coloring in it and then you could just kind of smear it over your hair and it would. It's like painting your hair a different color. Right. Uh, I think I saw a Ron Popeil selling something like that. <laughs> there was um, eyelash coloring, eyebrow coloring, nail and cuticle cream, cold cream, shampoos made out of Vaseline. Come on. That's not, that's, it lit, it, like, that's not, it's water resistant. That it, doesn't make sense. It was, it was marketed as like soapless shampoo. Because <laughs> okay. that's what everybody's looking for. It's like, my shampoo makes my hair too clean. It's, look at these suds. Disgusting. <laughs> Imitators popped up because of this and because it while while his process was you know patented um you could go get the rod wax if you really wanted it it was really cheap stuff that was part of why he started this to begin with it was really cheap stuff on the front end to just you know they were getting rid of it just take it so a lot of imitators popped up and that's when in the 1880s we see the introduction of that blue seal on Mm -hmm. vaseline Mm -hmm. that's why because that was iconic. That is Vaseline. You knew you were getting the authentic triple distilled. That was how he marketed it. He triple distilled it, meaning it was the cleanest stuff you could buy. Vaseline uh, from other competitors because of that blue seal. Um, Although I imagine enough time has passed now that it's the patent is gone, right? Like it's probably a if you buy generic petroleum, petroleum jelly, jelly sure. you're getting the same stuff. Exactly. I'm, I'm sure you're getting the same stuff, but... I, I, the name Vaseline, I think, has become so intrinsically linked with the product. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those names that you almost don't think of it as a brand name, even though it is. Um, in 1883, Queen Victoria actually knighted him, knighted. Wow. She's proud for this, for his discovery, and then kind of endorsed it, saying she liked to use it for her dry skin as well. <laughs> well, from the top to the bottom, everybody's crazy about Vaseline. It was taken to the North Pole by Commander Robert Perry. On his expedition there in 1903, 1909. Seems smart. Yeah, for for his dry chap skin and for um, his hair. You don't, <laughs> you know, he didn't know. Maybe there were ice ladies up there, and he needed a swoopy dude to impress the ice ladies. Swoopy cool dude. In World War One, U.S. soldiers used it for cuts and burns, um, and we also talked about this in the sun sunscreen episode. Remember Red Vet Pet, Red Veterinary Petroleum Jelly? No, we talked about it. Anyway, oh yeah, okay. It was a kind of we sunscreen. We talked about a lot of things, Sydney. It was for, derived from the the red form of the petroleum jelly. It was used as like a sunblock, so you could cover yourself in Red Vet Pet and not get sunburnt. Uh, medics would have it in their bags on the front lines. Soldiers would write home and ask for you know loved ones like please send cookies and petroleum jelly, you know Vaseline. Uh, they w- they actually used it to barter with British soldiers commonly. Oh wow! I don't I don't know what they were bartering for. More petroleum jelly. <laughs> They're just was, trading they, back they, and yeah. forth Vaseline. <laughs> they just wanted something to do. <laughs> uh, in 1913, the chemist T.L. Williams added coal dust to Vaseline, which was the first mascara. Okay. Coal dust and Vaseline. Put that on your eyes. Hey, ladies. You know where this would go Go well? On your eyes. They, it's I, got coal dust. I'm not sure that's a good product, though, because, like, they could just, like, ladies could just say, like, I have coal dust. Listen. <laughs> It's the early 1900s. I have coal dust, my friend. We are all coated in coal dust. Yeah, we got it, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) Where will I ever find coal dust to miss my Vaseline? Oh, that's right. It's everywhere. I have a son made of coal dust. His name's Gerald. This is going to be on somebody's Pinterest board now, like DIY mascara. DIY mascara. Take some coal dust. But we don't have coal dust. I couldn't get coal dust now if I wanted to. I have no idea where to get coal dust. Justin, 
Justin, we live in West Virginia. We can find coal dust Stop if we need to. Stop perpetuating stereotypes. We don't all know where coal is. I do. Where's coal? When I did it, my dad got it for me. <laughs> so just when go to find Sydney's dad. It, when I did a science project about acid mine r- drainage in sixth grade, my dad got me coal to try to grow plants in. It didn't work. Didn't work. No. Sorry. There you go. Anyway, in World War II, the Surgeon General actually had uh, a certain kind of gauze that was coated in Vaseline sent to the front lines, uh, commissioned it to be created and sent there to apply, you know, in a gauze form for wounds and burns. And there was this report at the time by the New York Times that it helped save 75 burn victims because of this magic Vaseline gauze. Mm. I don't know that that's necessarily it, true, but I'm, I'm sure it was used on burn victims. We're... I'm- I don't want to. I know you like to talk about this towards the end, but like, does it actually have? I mean, does it have like therapeutic use, or is it more like it seems like protective, more than like it would actually like help healing, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. You're getting to the to the root of it. I I, I know I'm getting ahead of you. So you are let ahead. me. You continue. Sorry. Yes, that's okay. But yes, you are on the right track. Your instincts are correct. Okay. Uh, as for Rob. He ate a spoonful of Vaseline every day after he created it because he believed in its health benefits. Because he had too much of it. He's <laughs> trying to secretly get rid <laughs> of it. Trying to get rid of it as fast as he could. What do you think, Sydney? Uh-huh. What do you think that would do inside? <laughs> like, what do you think mm, the, 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 the return on that investment would be? I... My concern, I mean, it's just a bunch of hydrocarbons is all it is, all mixed together. I mean, it's, you know, it's petroleum jelly. It's oily. I, I don't know that you would, I mean, it wouldn't, if you ate enough, it would harm you. I think if we're talking like a teaspoon, I don't know what a spoonful is. A teaspoonful, we'll say. If we're talking like a teaspoonful. I can't imagine it would harm you. Don't try this, though. Yeah, but don't do this. You know how sometimes... uh like fat-free stuff has other kinds of alcohols in it and stuff that make everything kind of oily and greasy in there. And, Mm -hmm. and then you get anal leakage. Sure. Yeah. I wonder if that would happen if you, if you ate enough like petroleum jelly, same idea, like just grease everything. I mean, you're not going to digest that. I don't know. Yuckaroonie. Why don't we move on? I don't (laughs) know. This is, this this. is clearly out of my element. I, in medical school, I was never taught what happens if you eat enough petroleum jelly. How does it come out of your butt later? I don't know. I imagine it would be a greasy show. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Sorry. He also claimed to have survived a bout of pleurisy in his 50s by having his nurse coat him head to toe in Vaseline every day until he got better. That's responsible. That just sounds like a kind of a fetish to me. Yes, that's a fine. um, To be fair, he lived to 96. Hey, all right. Give me that. Pass that jelly over here. So there you go. The company would later become Cheesebrow Ponds. You've heard of Pond's, sure. maker of beauty products, uh, and a lot of other personal care products. And by 2005, worldwide, a tub of Vaseline was being sold every 39 seconds. I wonder who owns the brand now. Probably Unilever or somebody. Uh, I think you are right, actually. I think really? you're right. It's Unilever. I, I, I read in, into that, but I didn't include it because... That sounds about right. I don't know. I'm a doctor. I wasn't that interested. Okay. Um, Reported uses now, uh, because you can find people who still think Vaseline is kind of a cure-all. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it is it is used for leather goods, you know, to shine things, to keep leather looking fresh. Uh, I've seen people say that it will, like, get 
chewing gum off of surfaces that it's stuck to or get lipstick stains out of your clothes uh, to lubricate any kind of machinery that, you know, rusty hinges or whatever, you can use it to rub on chicken combs to prevent frostbite. I found this multiple places that I, I guess people put Vaseline on chicken so they don't get frostbite. What? What? Really? I guess. Sure. Uh, to stop fungal growth on turtle shells. I know this is a problem we all encounter on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. You can use it on car battery terminals. You moisturize your dog's paws with it. And some people recommend it for like different beauty uses for split ends. I've seen that multiple places to put mm-hmm. it on your hair up to prevent split ends. I mean, yeah, we'll stick them together. Stick them together. <laughs> sure. Um, or to like you put perfume on and then you put a little bit of Vaseline over it and it like holds the scent on your skin. That seems ludicrous. Longer. Um here is what I will say, kind of what you alluded to, Justin. It is going to hold moisture into your skin longer. So if you're talking about, like, will it heal a cut? Will it heal a burn? No, but it will protect it from debris. I mean, if you've got a coating of petroleum jelly on top of a cut or a wound, you're not going to get dirt or, or debris or anything mm-hmm. in it. I, I, I'm not going to say that it will pr- protect it from all bacteria, um, but it certainly would kind of coat and and cover and protect a wound while it's healing they did find that their actual studies to support that after like laser skin resurfacing you could put petroleum jelly on your skin and it would help hold moisture in it longer um you can there are a lot of uh ear nose and throat doctors who recommend it to moisturize inside your nose to prevent like nosebleeds Mm. okay so that might be useful for you yeah, because I do get nosebleeds. There was, though, this one case of somebody using so much in their nose that they, like, inhaled it, and they got a case of lipid pneumonia, like inflammation in their lungs from the There's always got to be somebody who ruins jelly. it for everybody else. I, I've only found, like, one case of this. I suppose, it, I suppose though, it could happen if you tried to inhale petroleum jelly or, like, stick it down Don't use nose. that much, everybody. Stop. Yeah, so just be careful with that. Um uh, as a moisturizer, as a skin lubricant, you got to be careful with condoms, though. It can uh, make them less strong, more porous. Yes, right? exactly. Yes, so you got to be careful if you're using it for those purposes, and specifically for vaginal intercourse. There's been some concern about correlation with that and like yeast infections or or that kind of thing. I, I don't know that it's causation, but the point is you you may not want to use it for vaginal intercourse or for or with condoms, certainly. Um, okay, for use, as far as we know, for like um, rectal thermometers, it doesn't seem to have the same irritant effect as it does on the okay. vagina. So, um, but that's about, that's really about it with Vaseline. But it's super popular and you can use it in I don't, you know what I was thinking about this? I don't balls. think we have any. Seems like everybody has some, right? I just don't think we have any. I don't think we have any either. You know what's crazy is that growing up, we always had it in the house because my mom uses it to remove her eye makeup. Oh, weird. Always has. Actually, I did that for a long time because I just thought that was what you, back when I wore eye makeup, I don't know anymore, but back in the day to take off my mascara, I would rub Vaseline over my eyes and wash it back off. Fire and ice, man. Go figure. I don't Vaseline. know. Vaseline. What can it go. do? Uh <laughs> A lot of things. A I mean, what, what things, can't it I mean, do? Uh, many, many things. Many, many things. Okay. Uh, <laughs> folks, thank you so much for listening this week. Um, I want to mention something, if I could for just a second. Uh, every year, um, we uh, one of my other podcasts, my brother, my brother and me, um, and, and uh, I would say our extended family of podcasts participate in something called MBMBAM Angels. And what this is, is um, there's this list called Empty Stockings which is for our area, Huntington, West Virginia, and um, folks who aren't going to have a Christmas 
uh, or, and, or can't afford to give Christmas to their kids or what have you, put in requests for things, um, you know, simple gifts that they want to uh, get for their for their kids. Not much, you know, clothes, warm clothes, boots, maybe a few toys, that kind of thing. Um, but they can't afford to. And this list is so heartbreaking, and it's published in our local paper every year. And we decided uh, that we would start trying to fill those along with you, our dear listeners, um, and, uh, if, if you find it in your heart to, to kick in, um, it's really easy this year, easier than ever before, I would say, uh, because all you have to do is go to mbambangels.com and there's a list of all the people who need your help. And it is really as simple as claiming somebody calling to make sh- calling the organization to make sure that, you know, it's still needed and then getting it. And we've got the list 60% filled at this point, um, but there's still a lot of people who need help. Um, and it makes you feel great. Um, it, it, and it's so helpful in, in an area that has had um, so much sort of economic hardship. Um, it really means a lot to people. So it, it really does. Our community hugely benefits from it. People are extremely grateful. Um, we, we get those comments a lot. It'll make you feel great. So go to mbambamangels.com and uh, help if you can. There's also, uh, if you want to donate money, you can just donate money. And they use that to buy some bigger ticket items that would be hard for any one person to get. So please do that. And uh, thanks to taxpayers for letting us use your song medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Thanks to Maximum Fun for having us as part of their podcasting family. If you need a new podcast this week, I'm going to recommend... Adam ruins everything. Not just a TV show, folks. It's a podcast, too. And it's on Maximum Fun. And uh, that's going to do it for us until next week. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.